Hi, everyone, and welcome to another series of our Giant Sisters podcast with Phenomenal Women. Today, we have Dame Wendy Pye. She's the CEO and owner of Wendy Pye Publishing. The company is a long-established educational publisher with a focus on early literacy and reading in English and other languages. The leading brand is Sunshine Books, which has sold more than 300 million copies. The publishing list of over 2,000 fiction and non-fiction titles is supported with a range of digital resources, audio e-books and thousands of skill activities. Dame Wendy's reputation for helping to develop literacy skills for young children has earned her awards including the first living woman to be inducted into the Business Hall of Fame and she was awarded Dame Companion of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to business and education. Dame Wendy has been listed by Forbes magazine Asia as one of the most powerful women in business in the Asia region. Welcome Wendy. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So in terms of the power of intention and how did you design your life and career path or did it just evolve? Well, it evolved uh, to a degree, but really I set goals and constantly strive to move the next step. You know, I think of life as like a pole vaulter, really. You move that rail up a little bit more, a little bit more. And um, and what you have to do is you have to not be satisfied with what you've already achieved. You need to say, well, how can I do better than this? And how can I be more excellent in what I'm doing? And that's a growing process, really, that we yeah. all go through. Yeah. And in, in terms of, like, um, you know, what motivates you, your passion, you know, what would you say is the driving force for what you do? Well, I've really experienced in my time, you know, what literacy can do. It can mm. move people out of poverty. And we really must work, all of us, if we're capable of moving people as much as possible. Poverty is a terrible thing, and particularly for women and girls, um, because, you know, it just means hardship and it means a lot of, a tremendous amount of hard work that that is always always seems to fall on them. Yeah. And so really what I've tried to do is, you know, my main aim is to improve literacy skills so people can feel good about themselves, but also and also for boys as well. It's important that we, yes. we improve literacy skills right across the world. Right. And in terms of embracing the lessons, so what challenges have you experienced personally that have shaped you most as a person? Well, most of the things are, um, if we look at New Zealand, we're isolated right down at the end of the world, even though I'm Australian, (laughs) living in New Zealand. Um, You know, it's a lack of, first of all, it was a lack of connections uh, because you just don't have the connections across the world and you've got to build those relationships. And then also, you know, it's a time difference. Uh, Most of the time you're working at midnight. If you're working in the Northern Hemisphere, you're working at 11 o'clock or midnight or on Saturday you're working and also most of the things like um, the big conferences all start on 2nd of January. So you've got to say goodbye to New Year's Eve and you really have to give a lot of, you have to give up, but all successful exporters who develop their own programs around the world or even work for large companies will understand that all personal things have to be given up. Right. And that means everything virtually. Well, I, I suppose you're allowed to get married or something, or have a baby, but that's about it, really. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to be committed, and it's got to be it's got to be looked at upon. It's not just going out on the boat all over summer. It always makes me laugh. People still in New Zealand, you know, yeah. close in November, yes. and seem to sail away somewhere. Uh, but most of those people are not running their own companies. Most of them are, uh, you know. 
people in major corporations. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, exactly. So, so what advice would you give to anyone who would like a similar career that you've had and maybe in the publishing industry? What sort of pathways would you suggest they now look at? Well, I believe that really what they have to do to begin with is that they really have to set their goals and what they want to achieve in the end, but yeah. also just get a start on the run. And that means everything. You know, That means even becoming, <coughs> even with maybe um, the receptionist or the uh, personal assistant to a, um, one of the people that work in the organisation uh, doing part-time work yeah. and not be afraid, really, not be afraid to basically work long hours, not be afraid to offer things mm. and learn the business from the grassroots up. And once you've learned the business, then you can decide which area you want to go in. It may be editorial, it may be art and design, it may be other areas, but and also work as freelance. But networking is really critical, getting to know people, yes. going to the right functions, being being part of that networking group, mm. and, um, and belonging to organisations that have part of that as well. Right. And what sort of, um, you've had a lot of probably very unique, unique to publishing, unique to the education sort of industry. What unique experiences do you think you have an experience on your work days that you could share with us? Well, I suppose it's just, excuse me, losing my voice actually. I think I seem to lose my voice. I talked too much last week on the road. (laughs) Um, the, uh, The actual... I suppose it's sheer determination, really. You know, yeah. it's sheer determination that tomorrow morning the sun's going to be shining. I mean, some days are, some days are terrible, and some days you lose all the things, the deals, and you're lonely, it's on the road, yeah. the snow's coming down, it's freezing cold, oh. and you think, oh, my God, everyone's back home sitting on the beach. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be determined, and you've also got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe that nothing's impossible. And um, as I always start uh, many presentations that I give around the world, and I was sharing this in America this time, we were laughing with some other colleagues of mine, yeah. is that, um, you know, the only thing I can't achieve is to be the President of the United States of America. Everything else is possible um, uh-huh. because I wasn't born in America. Yes. But the thing is that, uh, you know, nothing is impossible. And what I've proved is that a little girl from, from the bush, literally, yeah. who had no contact, never knew anyone, um, had a very basic education, uh, was were able to achieve great heights with some of the best players in the world. Absolutely. Congratulations on that as well, Wendy. Um, can you sort of share with us what do you see as the world's biggest opportunities now in sort of in educating um, the the um, the people out there that um, in the developing countries? I know you're doing a lot of work in that sort of area. Are you able to share some thoughts on that? Uh, is this for the product that I've developed, or do you mean the actual yes. philosophy? Oh, well, the product. Well, what I've uh, what I've developed is um, uh, first of all, I, I went into a lot of developing countries, working with um, looking at how we could, how we could change the lives of many people in villages, and particularly in Africa, in Sri Lanka, mm. in other areas of the developing world, and um, with books. But now, of course, books are quite expensive, and we now we now belong to the era of you know a, a whole new range of technology. So what I've developed is every everything that all my life's work of thirty years yes. onto one simple little tablet, which was specially manufactured for us, and a partnership across the world with key players, and that um, and that will change millions of lives of people, mm-hmm. particularly particularly in the families and in the homes, and particularly my focus is looking at the refugees, but also looking at the 159 million plus girls who don't go to school. Yeah, and I've seen that device and it's absolutely incredible. It's Um, it's amazing. I've just come back from uh, showing it, sharing it for the first time in the United States and people were 
absolutely overwhelmed. I believe I have a winner, yeah. which is fantastic, isn't it? And I wake up every morning and I think, and yesterday I secured uh, with, with a very, very large company um, the the whole dream and the whole marketing plan for India. So, you know, we've, we've actually got another, as we say, another box is ticked on the horizon. How's mm. that? That's well. Um, that's fantastic, Wendy. And um, and giving back. I know you do a lot in this area. Are you able to share a bit about some of the projects that you're involved with? Well, we mainly our foundation focuses on New Zealand because we feel that we live in New Zealand and we need to give back to New Zealand. So, over a thousand schools uh, benefit from this, and particularly in the digital side, but also a thousand schools benefit from um, print that we also uh, share with them as well. We do a project with another charity called Summer Slide in Northland Mm -hmm. uh, because many children uh, don't have books in their home and children go away for the Christmas break and we find that if they have something to read over that time, that helps their reading scores and it means that when they return to school that they're really not behind again. So, you know, we work work very closely with schools. We work very closely with families across the country and we have wonderful, wonderful response. I mean, it's it's very pleasing to see the huge results we're getting and the huge results that our partnerships are bringing and the excitement in schools and children's faces and the excitement of children uh, being able to read quality books that are yes. all produced by New Zealand or, or written by New Zealand authors, mm. um, being, being also being able to really, really share some of our success and some of the things in the community. That's great. Thanks. And in terms of sheroes or heroes or inspirational people in your life, you're very self-driven, I know. Um, is there anyone that you've sort of you've drawn inspiration from? Well, I've recently linked for my work for UNICEF, and then I'm going to be working with UNICEF and also with Global Education. I recently, you know, um, drew on one of the great, what I believe, who was one of our great leaders, Helen Clark. Yes. And, um, and Helen really was very, very um, generous in her, in her time and in her support because when we think of Helen, uh, we think of, obviously, we know about her work in New Zealand, mm. but we don't, many of us don't, don't understand in the community about how she was in charge of around 10 million in aid every year, yes. which is enormous, really. I mean, that dwarfs the New Zealand economy. Yeah. <laughs> and it also dwarfs most of our CEOs' responsibility in this country and really where we are. So, you know, um, there's a giant. I call her a giant of a woman. There mm-hmm. are many, there are other women I know, um, Andrew, sort of Angela Merkel, I think, I believe, is, is a really interesting person. Yes. Um, and she, she's quite interesting inspirational and if you read her life story how she rose out of East Germany with some of the the huge issues she had in the communism Mm. and communism was falling the the Berlin Wall was falling Um, you know I know that she's taken a young successor now I I noticed in the in the Wall Street Journal last week that she's actually going to be um, she's chosen a younger woman to take her place now who's going to be moving on and it's fantastic and you know and I say to all the young women out there just we have an opportunity. The world is waiting for us. And I think that um, you just take that opportunity when it comes along. Brilliant. And that brings us to um, my last question. So as we reflect on um, New Zealand's 125th year anniversary of suffrage, what are your thoughts on the current status quo here in New Zealand and around the world for life and opportunities for women and girls? I think we still have a long way to go. I think... Um, 
I think that, well, we, we, we all know that over the last 30 years, the laws have changed tremendously yes. to allow women to um, have family plus be involved in business. But we still have a long way to go. And there's, you know, and I think all of us must lead by lead by example. Mm. Uh, we must lead our teams that we work with by example uh, because that is the only way to achieve success. And I think that uh, I really believe that we still have a long way. Yeah. There's a long way to go. And, but on the other hand, um, we, we are moving along. When I look at the young people and the staff, I think how different life was when I was their age. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for being with us today, Wendy. That's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.